Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back in and rolling on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. And joining me every single Monday throughout the football season, that'll be Harold Grader, the Associate Executive Director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl on X. At Harold Grader. Harold, how was your weekend? Gabe, to borrow a phrase from the legendary Keith Jackson, whoa, Nelly, what a weekend. And I had a blast. Uh, Stopped in in Oxford Saturday morning for a little bit of Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Had a chance to visit with our friends from College Station, Ross Bjork, the former AD at Ole Miss, and Bobby Petrino. Coached in two AutoZone Liberty Bowls, 2-0 in our game. Had a chance to visit with Bobby and get caught up with him. It was How's you know, he doing? Strange he's, times he's doing there. Good. We had a good conversation, had a chance to get caught up with him, and uh, checked in with him about uh, you know his wife, Becky, one okay. of the sweetest ladies in the world, has two pieces of crystal that uh, we gave her as the head coach's right. wife back in the day. So he's enjoying being at A&M and uh, – We'll see how long they're there. I was going to say, it's there's strange times at College Station right now. I, I don't know. If you're a coach on that staff, I don't know how you should feel. Um, but 38-35 was the final yeah. score there. Yeah. And I have to give credit to Ole Miss. 8-1 and one at this point in the season. With the, with, the test, um, with the test against Georgia on the way next week. I don't expect them to win, but only 11.5, I believe, point dogs in that game at Georgia, and then they're going to have two games in the year, which I think are very winnable. This is, I mean, thinking about a 10-2 and two potential regular season for Ole Miss. So what it's Lane looking Kiffin like. Lane Kiffin really, this, is, this, will, this will go down as Lane Kiffin's best, at least regular season at Ole Miss. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and it's lining up to be a 10-2 and two year, and uh, uh, good for them. And Saturday, really good ball game. Jackson Dart played well. I, yes, he did, You know, and obviously folks are – Asking the questions about Jimbo and that staff and what's going to happen there. Uh, you know, my sense, I didn't ask the question pointedly or specifically about that. Right. But I get the feeling that there's, they still are in a positive place with that staff. Uh, they know that there are some things they, they, that they need to improve on, work on. Uh, but it's not like they've thrown in the towel and... Are, right. are looking beyond this, this coaching staff. Um, now, obviously, there are some games to be played, and, and we'll see what happens. But, but in the limited interaction I had with those folks on Saturday, I didn't get that sense. But as far as the ball game, you know, yes, Jackson Dart may have been his best game of the year. Um, yeah, you got to hand it to A and M. Uh, you know, it was what thirty-one twenty-one. Uh, in the fourth quarter, 
Yeah, uh, they they let the Ole Miss let the let it slip away from them, uh, but they made the big play at the end, and uh, they they get away with the W. And and you know, you're going to have a when you have a big year, a quote unquote magical year, you're going to have games like that. Yeah, and it's that it's that difference between does the kid hit the field goal at the end. Does it go to overtime? Do you make the play? Do you get the pick here, pick there? And to get away with a 38-35, good for Ole Miss, quality football team, good win for them. And, uh, you know, for A&M, again, when you start looking at that resume, you know, they have now lost nine straight on the road, and they're 0-4 against ranked teams. So I say that juxtaposed to the impression I was getting about are, are they ready to throw in the towel on, on Jimbo and this staff? Again, you got to look at the, you know, what's the balance sheet look right. like? And when you see and, numbers like that, you think, hmm, yeah. maybe is maybe there is something coming around the corner right. when this thing is over. Uh, you know, as you say, you know, this week Ole Miss at Georgia, uh, A&M plays Mississippi State, so you would think A&M gets the win. Um, but we'll see. But again, things are trending in such a positive direction for Ole Miss, and the place was packed on Saturday, yep. and and you know, and that was for the early game too. So kudos to the Ole Miss fans, and they should be there. They should be fired up. I mean, this is golden years for yep, them, a hundred percent, and and good for them. What they've been able to do the last five weeks, putting together a five-game winning streak with the. In my opinion, the the premier in-conference win, if not the premier win, at Ole Miss for Lane Kiffin in that LSU game. Um, What they've been able to do, though, with running the ball with Quinchon Judkins again, getting that run game going for the last five games, he's been up over 100 yards. That's been a massive difference for their offense. Huge. Yes, and and even though Dart played a good game, you know, when you have the running game going, that yes. helps your passing game. And, and Junkins had, what, three touchdowns on Saturday, a little over 100 yards mm-hmm. rushing. The, for me, the star of the game was was Trey Harris. Yeah, he was. The receiver. He's, he's 11 been, catches, 213 yards, a touchdown. No doubt. And some of those catches were spectacular. So that trio of Junkins, Dart, and Harris, wow. I mean, a good guy, stuff for a the guy Ole Miss coming offense. from Louisiana Tech, and I, I, he's been good all year. And he had, he had a couple of – was it one or two games he was injured, something like that. Yeah. Um, but he's been good whenever he's been on the field. You, you have something. to give he's Trey fun. He's fun to watch. A lot of credit. Now, with the A&M, I'm the last thing on the A&M yeah. uh, coaching conversation, at least, who would be on that short list? Well – Like, that's that's the tough one. Yeah, let's look at the A&M resume. So, right. where, where are we? Yeah. So, they're 5-4, and 3-3 three and three in the league. They have Mississippi State, Abilene Christian at LSU. Hmm, yep. you want to say, what is that going to look like? So if things do turn, really go south on them, for me, Gabe, it is a short, short list. <laughs> One name. Okay. Mike Norvell. Okay. I think you got to get an offensive guy. Ooh. I know you know some folks are going to say maybe a Dan Lanning, maybe, a, maybe so, a, an Elko at Duke. For me, if I'm Ross Bjork, you're trying to win the SEC. It's about offense. Mike Norvell. Ooh, that's is an interesting the guy. one. The floor, it would, it would, but that's two two straight coaches from Florida State. I'll tell you, I, that had anything to do with it? But that had anything to do with it. Also with Mike. Because what Mike and, has and, done. And here's the thing. I'll say this: when it comes down to money in the program, 
everything else and, and how much is put behind it, the, the, the donors, uh, you know, you have a rabid fan base, a uh, decent place to live in College Station. Like, I, yep. I, I respect all that. Sure. I, I, think that um, I think that could attract him. Expectations are a little different with all the donor money and everything else. I, I just, you think he'd hop at that? Do you think he'd hop straight from Florida I State do. to A&M? You know, I think it would be an interesting conversation. Um, you know, I mean, sure, first name you talk to. Look, he's right? familiar with co- with recruiting in Texas, and and all, I think his resume and his bio, yeah. the places he's been, the places he's coaches, the places he has recruited. And what he has done at Florida State, folks, you got to remember what he stepped off into when he got there. And to see them where he was year one to where they are right now, to me, he is the most attractive offensive coach out there. Go get him. Yeah. He's my, he, if I'm Ross Bjork, if you want to make a change, that's the guy. And I think also, I don't have a plan B for you, Gabe. Yeah. Interesting that's, to hear what you yeah. may throw out. I, I think I, I, I Mike Norvell would be my guy. I, I really, I don't really have a, I don't have a bunch of great ideas. And Mike Norvell would be a great idea for everybody around the country who's looking for a coach. But will he jump from Florida State to your job? Because Florida State, I mean, I, look before Bowden, yes, it was not a good job. But now you're looking at it, it sort of where that job is. I, I mean, at least a top ten, top fifteen job, and and. Oh, absolutely. In college football. So how much are you upgrading by going to A&M? Maybe pay you a little bit more. You'll have more NIL money to deal with, that type of thing. But then also you have the Alabama and the Georgia home. Sure. And you have a tougher SEC. Oh, absolutely you do. But sometimes that's that's one of the things that gets these guys fired up. They yeah. all think they're they're brilliant. They can solve any problem. They can win anywhere. They're, pride. They're, look, they're looking yep. for the next huge challenge. Where there is no challenge bigger than competing in the SEC with the ultimate goal of winning a national championship. And you can do that at AM. Yes. They have the money, they have the facilities. Boom. I think that's a perfect idea. It's just about we'll see. Would, would my I think he'd entertain it, but would he ultimately make that yeah, move? You gotta weigh I those think things. That's interesting. You gotta weigh those things. Right. Right. And then I, I always have this discussion with with folks. Sweat equity. When you have sweat equity in a program, sure. it's hard to leave. Sure. It's hard to leave. But that's a good job. That is a great job. It's a sleeping giant. The Jimbo never got awake. Right. So we'll see if somebody else can yeah. do it. Um, now, sort of sticking in the SEC, we had Alabama over LSU. I know you got to get to that game as well. Yes. So that was pretty nice. That was full game, impressive game for Alabama. And I, I, I know Jaden Daniels got knocked out, and that was really sad to see. Yeah. Um, but I thought both quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, performed at a high level. That was a good duel. They did. And, and, and Jalen Milrow's best game of the year, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And uh, just for the record, this was my last trip to Tuscaloosa this football season as an Alabama dad. And uh, I got to visit and, and enjoy the game with, with our daughter. And uh, that was a lot of fun. But I got to tell you, you know, after having seen Alabama as much as I have in person this year and going into that game – I would not have been surprised if LSU had won that ball game. Because right. I course. believe in what Brian Kelly is doing down there. Um, but it quickly became, became very obvious what this game was going to come down to. The play of the two quarterbacks mirrored each other 
a lot talent wise and what they bring to the bring to the game. But then at the end of the day, it was going to be for me on the Alabama defense. Yep. Could they answer the bell? Yes. And sorry to see Jaden Daniels uh, leave the game. Uh, but an impressive, impressive performance by both Milrow and Daniels. It was just fun to watch. Yep. And it got to the point where you knew that if they were looking to throw, they were not going to waste a whole lot of time before they broke for it. And they were running down the field. And, and again, it was a fun game to watch. It was fun to watch both of these quarterbacks. And it was easy to see, uh, Gabe, mm-hmm. why I would say at this point that uh, Jaden – is definitely the best quarterback in the SEC. There's a legitimate reason why this young man is is a potential Heisman Trophy candidate and and probably uh, will get an invite to New York. Um, Lots of fun. Lots of fun. And But, wow, what a game. But at the end of the day, the Alabama defense. And Alabama defense in the second half. And, uh, you know, when – I guess there was a little over a minute, a little under two minutes there at the end of the second quarter, and we've seen this before with Alabama. The other team's got the ball, a lot of time on the clock, and here comes LSU. Right. And they scored to tie the game up at, at uh, 21, I believe it was, going into the lockers, and it's like, holy cow, here we go. Yep. They just flipped the momentum. LSU was going to come out, and they were going to get the ball to start the second half. It's like, hmm. Little little angst in the stands yeah. there, I can tell you that. But the as we have seen before, this Alabama defense rose to the occasion, and according to one of the Alabama players, uh, Kevin Steele, the the uh, def- the defensive coordinator, some choice words not usable in a family atmosphere, but obviously they chewed on them, and yeah. rightfully so, and they responded. And you and you look at what that Alabama defense has done these last three, four, five games in the second half. LSU, seven points. Tennessee, no points. Yep. Oddly enough, Arkansas, 15 points. A&M, three points. Mississippi State, seven. Ole Miss, three. It's ridiculous. What, what they been have been do. able to do defensively in the I, second half for most of the season has been really impressive. Any doubts I had about Kevin Steele have been – they've been thrown out the – out the window. Now, I've had my doubts about Tommy Reese, and he still has to prove yeah. to me as that new OC. But, but Kevin Steele, he's been around the SEC, showing he can do it at Bama as well. Um, but, you know, back to the quarterbacks. Yeah. That was one of the best running quarterback displays oh, I've seen in a long, was, long that, time. 11 was, for 163 from Jaden Daniels while he was in the game. Yeah. And then I'm fi- I'm glad. I am so glad that they have finally turned to this because this is what Jalen Milrow does so well. Get the quarterback running game involved yes. because the running back running game hadn't worked all that well for Alabama this year. Yeah. Just their normal, you know, trying to run in between the tackles with Jace McClellan yeah. or Roydell Williams, whoever it is. 20 carries, 155 yards, four touchdowns for Jalen Milrow. That's what yeah. you have to do with him to, to sort of throw a different look at the defense. And he's gotten better every week. He has, and when uh, you look at who they have had at the quarterback spot these last five, six years – all guys in the NFL, all guys that can move around and run a little bit. He's the first quarterback in the history of Alabama to run for four touchdowns. And those weren't all, you know, a yeah. quarterback sneak. I mean, those were yeah. big time, big time yes. runs. It runs. Uh, and you know, there there was a, a quote after the game from Milrow 
he said that Saban had told him, act like the point guard for that offense. Yes. Do what you got to do, in essence, to distribute the ball, make the play. So when the run was there, yeah, we're going to have some some design runs for you. But if the throw isn't there and you have the opportunity to run, run. Yeah. And it, there was that one play. He just smacked the guy. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, Milrow is a big, stout dude Yeah, now. no, he is. He's, he's tough. Yeah. And that got people fired up. Uh, so, again, uh, Alabama, and the good thing for Alabama from their perspective, as well as they played and as quality of a win as this was for them, they still have room to improve. They are not a yep. finished product. So we'll see. You know, I'm not ready to say they're going to be in the playoff, uh, but they're certainly headed to a New Year's Six. And who knows what chips may fall these last few weeks. But right now, I wouldn't say they're a playoff team. Um, but they can but, make themselves into but one. They could, and 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 we shall see. And obviously, um, you know, with Ole Miss this week, yep. uh, if they can pull off the upset, beat knockoff Georgia, well, that would help Alabama. Yeah. Obviously, help themselves too. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, but we'll but see. that was a blast yeah, Saturday night I can to imagine. watch those two quarterbacks it, play. My favorite defensive stat, because I know you already talked about the defense in the second because yeah. that's what everybody's talking about is the second half, how they just locked down. feels like at halftime uh, Kevin Steele may hop into them a little bit, yeah. and then they, they definitely respond. But they threw nine games. They're 8-1. and one. They've played five top 25 offenses by the metrics. They've given up 19 points per game in those games. Pretty good. 19 points per Pretty game good. against you're, top you're, you're, 25. The number one, number 12, number 13, number 18, and number 21 offenses in the country, they've only given up 19 points per you, game. You can win a few ball games. You can do play, that. Playing that way. And, and it's been it's – <laughs> been, it, you have to give the flowers yeah. to Kevin Steele. Yeah. Um, now, last thing, did you did you think anything of the Dallas Turner hit on, on Jaden Daniels? You know, it was an unnecessary roughness. Um, I think there's some people that try to say – I don't think he launched by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. but. The head was right up under his his face mask. There's a little bit of head-to-head contact. Yeah, you know, when it happened, and I was watching that when it happened. Just instead of following the ball in that particular right. play, I was watching that interaction. Um, there was certainly a face mask to face mask. Right. And then he took him to the ground. And when he made contact, no flag, when he took him to the ground, the ground that's yeah. when the flag came out. Now in the stadium, they don't show when it's there's a call like that. They don't show the replay. So I did. So Saturday night did not have the benefit of seeing it again multiple times on the screen. But I have gone back looked at looked at the replay. They didn't call targeting. When it happened, I didn't think the call was correct. But I do get the helmet, the the face mask, the face right. mask. If that's unnecessary roughness, yeah. okay, flag it. Good deal, no problem. Because I did see that. Um, sorry that um, you know the result ultimately yeah, it changed uh, the game. was a, a concussion. Because they they, yeah. they took him out, put him back in, couldn't go, and then he is at the last we heard uh, is in the uh, concussion concussion protocol. Yep. So hopefully there's nothing serious there, and he's able to come back uh, for them uh, without any issues there. Um, would it have affected the game? Maybe, but Jaden Daniels was not going to stop Alabama from scoring 42 points. Yep. yep. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah, I I, I I hate targeting and the ejection for targeting. Yeah, I do too. Targeting's fine, I, I, think, I guess, I think but the ejection for harsh. targeting... I think the penalty is too yes. harsh. Um, but I have seen people ejected for less than... <laughs> Less yeah. than that. And I, yeah. I, I, when I saw the play, I thought, without question, Dallas Turner is going to be ejected. Didn't end up that way. Yeah. But, hey, they did get, they did get a 15-yard penalty. And, and, and the, the thing ball. is, on, on calls on that, you know, they're going to re- take a look at it, and if there had been targeting, the booth could, even though they didn't call right. targeting on the field, the booth could have called targeting. And, you know, they looked at it. Right. They didn't, so it was just unnecessary roughness. So, right. to me – just a hard football play. Yeah, yeah. To me, yeah, you had the the face mask, the face mask. Okay, flag it. You move on. Yeah, it's still so in the eye of the beholder, though, isn't it? I feel like in a lot of ways. Yeah, you have the forcible header net contact, yeah. and if they're launching, yeah. but it's still right. still feel like you know referees, depending on what crew you get, can call it differently. It's just sort of how it works. Now, um, on to Georgia. They yeah. beat Mizzou, and uh, props to Mizzou. Yes. And what Eli Drinkwitz has done this year, he covered Absolutely. in that game 30-21 to 21, uh, and going to Georgia, uh, they, they, they competed their asses off. They Let's gave, be honest. They gave and, them and all co- they wanted. To see, to see a, a, a running back in Cody Schrader run for 100 yards and a touchdown against that defense, yeah. like, it shows that Mizzou's trying to catch up in the trenches as well and they're playing with some edge and – that's something you need to see from them, but they're seven and two. Now Georgia wins thirty to twenty one. They they sort of this year have not done anything to just put you over the top on them. Where are you on the three peat scale? Where are you when it comes to Georgia potentially getting this three peat? Are you convinced? Are you out? Are you indifferent? Do you I, need to see more? Early on, I thought they would have a legitimate shot. Now, kudos again to Mizzou. Right. Knowing what could be down the road, which is a potential Georgia-Alabama SEC championship game. Now, I debate that point about do you penalize a team for losing a conference championship game, that 13th data point, so to speak. Right. So, but 
with the way Alabama is playing and the way they continue to get better, should it result in a Georgia-Alabama SEC championship game? I can see Alabama beating them in the SEC 100%. championship game. So does that Georgia's not, only beat so, them once. So Let's does not that knock that. Georgia out of the top four? We'll see. we got to see what else happens in the other conferences. Could there be a three-peat? Yes. Um, are they blowing people away and just totally dominating? No. But at the end of the day, they're getting it done. They're, you know, this game getting it done without, uh, uh, you know, their best receiver, and they're they're st- they're still figuring out a way to, to beat good quality competition. And it's the old thing, Gabe. They don't ask how; they ask how many. Yep. And they had nine more than than Mizzou, and and. Yes, that's, it's true. That's, that's it. It's that's true. It. And, and, and every week's going to be tough when you have that target on your back. Here, yeah, absolutely. Two-time national champ. There's a different intensity that the other team's going to play with and practice with that week. Indeed. So, And Georgia, I mean, down but, the stretch is not, you know, they have Ole Miss this week. That's a potential loss for Georgia. They're at Tennessee. That's another potential loss for Georgia. And then they finish at, at Georgia Tech. So these next two for Georgia – Oh man! Right, uh, got to come to play. I've got to come to play. I've got to say, I, I think after the Texas game, there's a lot of people that were so ready to just count out this Bama team, and say, and then they put in Tyler Buckner against USF. Right. They're seventeen. Oh yeah, that was seventeen to three, and it was ugly. And then they put Bill Roll yep. back in. It's been smooth sailing, I think, at least a little bit, uh, somewhat since then. Uh, but there are people ready to count them out, and I do have to remind people if they can run through the last three games on their schedule, Kentucky. Chattanooga, Auburn, which I expect them to do. Get to the SEC championship. Let's say Georgia does the same. We have to remember, as much success as Georgia has had the last two seasons, Kirby's only one and four against Nick Saban. He's only got the one win. Nick Saban, with extended time to go ahead and, 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 and game plan for you in an SEC championship, don't rule it out. Yep. People were ready to rule it out. I'm telling you right now, don't. I I totally agree with you. Yeah, so it's very. And I think that's where we're headed. I think it's it, and it's fun. It's fun to think of the possibilities that could come out of that. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think Alabama can clinch the West with one more win. I uh, think that's right because they only have two more SEC games. I think that's right. So they win this game against Kentucky. But folks, double check me on that. And then on the Georgia side, if we went through their their schedule again, Ole Miss, UT. Two huge and games. The Ole Miss huge the, games. The Ole Miss game against Georgia. So long as Georgia's able to win, it would make it a lot easier for. I think. Yeah, I think theoretically Alabama could clinch with a Ole Miss loss. Yes, right? I think that's right too. Because, because LSU has yeah. two losses in conference already. Yeah. So, hey, could be could be smooth sailing, pretty easy for Alabama on the way there. Now, Big Twelve. Uh, let's get into that. Yeah. Texas and Oklahoma. They had tough tests this week. I thought that Kansas State would ultimately prevail with Malik Murphy at quarterback. Texas wins 33-30 in overtime. I believe yeah. that was the final score. Yeah, 33-30. And then Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. I saw this one coming from a mile away just because it's Mike Gundy, yeah. last bedlam game, angry, really wants to Ooh, win it. Yeah. Um, and his team, let's be honest, somehow every single year, even when you don't know who the guys are going to be, the names – yeah. He somehow puts out a pretty damn good product every year. 27-24 over Oklahoma. Oklahoma, out of the college football playoff, Texas remains the final hope for the Big 12 as far as college football right. playoff is concerned. So let's talk about Texas. Yeah, they they get by K-State. Uh, 
you know, K-State had some things not go their way down the stretch. Uh, what was it? Uh, they, they missed the, the field goal at the end. Yep. Um, you know, Quinn Ewers still week to week uh, for Texas. So, for now, uh, Murphy is the guy. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, we had talked maybe a little bit about uh, uh, Arch Manning. He did not, no. because of the, the context of the game and the closest of the game, did not uh, see action. So, Murphy is the guy. Yep. They're riding him all the way to the finish line, yeah. uh, good or bad. Uh, now Texas is sitting there, uh, five and one, Whoops. eight and one overall. Oklahoma State five and one in the conference. They're seven and two. So I think you're looking at a. We thought for most of the season it was going to be a Texas OU Big Twelve championship game. Well, as you said, all of those pleasant things about Oklahoma State and and, and, my, and Mike Gundy now. Oklahoma State's in second place. They're, they're well. They're tied at five and one, with a seven to two record. So, uh, we'll, I think that's where we're headed for the Big Twelve Championship game: Texas and, and Oklahoma State. Now, there's a big group at four and two right behind them: yep. Kansas, Oklahoma, K State, West Virginia, Iowa State, all sitting there at four and two. But I fully expect uh, Oklahoma State to to run the table, and same for Texas. So, I think again, we're looking at a Texas Oklahoma State. Big 12 championship game. And, 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 Gabe, when you start talking about Oklahoma State and what Gundy does there, and you really don't know who the names of the players, well, one guy who's, who's got a little bit of attention but certainly deserves a whole lot more is their running back. Ollie Gordon, yep. Yeah, I was going to bring Ollie him up. Gordon. Big game this week. <laughs> he leads the country in rushing. Yeah. 12 and touchdowns, And how many people too. actually know that? No, not Very many. Few, if any. Not many. He had 137 yards, two touchdowns this week against Oklahoma. He's, and he's fun to watch, too. They've had a good run. I mean, his his run of running backs in general has been pretty substantial there. Chuba Hubbard. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Jalen Warren, I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jalen Warren and now you have Holly Gordon as well. I mean, they have... They have churned out running backs there. Now they rely on them a lot and give them a lot of carries. I mean, about twenty a game, but they take advantage of the situation. Absolutely. Um, but their their final schedule. I mean, it's about as if oh, you wanted man. to run the table, though. If you wanted it to run the table in the Big Twelve, really nice. This that. is as perfect. It's all the newcomers. You have yep. at UCF, at Houston, and then BYU. Yep. There you go. It's out there in front of you. And BYU, they have them in Stillwater. Yep. And BYU is pretty good football team, but but. Yes. So, we're looking at a ten and two, Oklahoma State, eight and one in the conference. Texas, they're scheduled down the down the road here, at TCU, at Iowa State, and Texas Tech. Kind of yep. same scenario, two on the road, one in last one at home. So you're looking at a Texas team being eight and one in the conference, and an and eleven and one overall. So, again, that's why it, it definitely stacks up to be a Texas-Oklahoma State yep. Big 12 championship game. Sure does. Sure does. Now, on to the last quick thing. And yeah. This, this sort of has to do with just national and where I was right, I think, this entire year. USC loses again 52-42 to 42 yeah. at home against Washington. I, I did – I know there's some people that sort of laugh and try to poke fun at athletes in this type of situation, especially if they're showing their emotion the way that Caleb Williams did, but he was – Crying on the stands oh, yeah. with his family, and I, I absolutely sad I to see because I know he was expecting a whole lot more out of this yep. year. 
Um, but third loss for them. And UW, Washington stays undefeated. We'll get to the college football playoff rankings and what the committee should think about yeah. that win against USC. I mean, are they going to give them a lot of credit? Are they going to say USC's no good? We'll see. But it was a top 25 win for the time being. Indeed. Um, but Alex Grinch gets fired after that game, finally dismissed. Hopefully this is Lincoln Riley going and finding another defensive coordinator to, to fix the woes he's always had. But this USC season has completely turned on its head and, and gotten pretty ugly pretty fast. It has, and again, Lincoln Riley and his football teams have never been known right. about defense. I don't want to say de- play even a speck of defense. That, that's, that's carrying it too far. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame uh, there, you if you said it. <laughs> obviously, it's an issue, and as you see on coaching staffs, when seasons are going this way, um, you know we we saw that at Arkansas with 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 them making a move uh, on one side of the ball. Um, Lincoln had to do something. Uh, obviously, after a game like that, uh, everybody's going crazy. Uh, you're in the center of it, and. If you're going to compete at the highest level and aspire to win national championships, you 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 got to play at least a smidgen of defense, and they just aren't doing that. Um, so he recognized that, uh, and I get it. Uh, go as far as you know, going back to Caleb, um, look, gutsy athlete, puts it all out for his team. Certainly this is a disappointing year. As you said, Gabe, not what he expected the year to look like. And this was the last, really the last big one. Yep. On the big stage, um, I get it. I get it. And I feel for him. Uh, and, and if he's, and I haven't seen the social media, I haven't looked for it. And if, right. and if he's being ridiculed or made fun well, of people, or whatever. People, that's, 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 that's ridiculous. That's, that's, that's social ridiculous. media. And again, don't go on don't go on social media and expect to find your moral the, compass. And, and that's not the that's real not world. That's not a real world. That's yeah. not the real world, world anyway. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, you know, he was with his family. And, and again, it, it's tough. It's tough. And uh, uh, did they linger a little too long on it on, on TV? But, yeah. you know, that, that's a judgment call. But, uh Again, don't blame him. I understand it. Uh, understand his family. I mean, that's who you go to. Yep. When, when things go south for you, whether it's in a football game or anything else in life, you want to be able to turn to your family, and he did. And yep. obviously they love him, and what more can you ask? Now, last quick thing. Yeah. College football playoff. Yep. Rankings. Yep. Week two. I still don't care that much because everybody's still going to control what they can control. I, again, after that second to last week, those rankings, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll have my anger about those. But for now, I'm just gonna save it. I was surprised to see Michigan uh, ranked the way they were. I shouldn't be because it's strictly eye test. But yeah. their premier wins, what Nebraska? I mean, that's let's be honest. Right. They're gonna have Penn State and they're gonna deal yeah. with Ohio State. So yep. they can it's play coming. themselves. It's I mean, coming right there. Um, but it was Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State last week. What do you think? Is there going to be any changes this week? You know, you if think? it was me, I'd leave the top four of the top four. Okay. But I can see them maybe flipping one and two, putting Georgia at one and Ohio State at two. I could see that happening. Okay. Personally, again, I wouldn't Good do that. Good win over Mizzou. Yep. Um, I would leave it as it was. Washington's still there. I think they stay at, at five. Now, 
Wash it's a at USC win. I wonder uh, yeah, well, what we'll does it mean credit. to you. What we'll does it mean how, to we'll you? We'll see how yeah. much credit they give them. Uh, you know, the question for me is uh, the one loss teams. Yep, mainly Oregon and Alabama. Uh, now, Alabama, yes, they lost to Texas. That was early. The Alabama team we're seeing now is not the Alabama team we saw back then. Despite the head-to-head loss, does Alabama jump Texas? Mm, that's do an interesting you, one. Do you move Texas to eight, or do you move Oregon to eight, move Alabama? Do you jump them, or or it could be Texas is seven, Alabama is – oh, Texas goes to six, Alabama is seven, Oregon drops all the way to eight. I don't know. I'm looking at those one-loss teams. I still don't uh, know what happens there. You can't throw Bama over Texas because of the head-to-head. Head to head. And then also, yeah. it's not like Texas didn't have a quality win this week. Yeah. I mean, you, I, you, beat, you beat Kansas State. You, you beat Kansas State with a backup quarterback. Yeah. Again, I, I'm looking at those one-losses. I can see Texas going to six, Alabama to seven, and dropping Oregon to eight. Now, Ole Miss, now obviously – Oklahoma is out of the top 10, maybe out of the top 12, which would be a New Year's 6 invitation. Um, But Ole Miss, you know, they're sitting there with with their record. You know, where are they going to move up? Yep. Um, Because they're they're sitting there as one of those one-loss teams. Yep. Uh, So they're all sitting good. Uh, Again, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the top four. Personally, I would leave it as it was, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, but we'll see, and that's what makes talk radio fun, and what yep. makes college. No fun. question. This is what they intended with all of this is for all of us, you guys in the media and to, us fans, to be talking about to it. Talk about it. exactly. And that's what we're doing, and we're 100%. enjoying it, and uh, we shall see what happens tomorrow night. Absolutely, and uh, we shall do this next week. How and about I look that? Forward to that. Thank you, yes, Gabe. sir. It'll be next Monday. That's this has been Harold Grader, uh, Associate Executive Director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl on X at Harold Grader. Harold, again, appreciate it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.